Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Welcome back to the Passion for Craft podcast, where we are seeking to save craft in America. Uh, so today, uh, we don't necessarily have a question that we're gonna be answering, but we do have a series of questions and some statements uh, that we've gotten on, on Richard's videos. Last episode, we were talking about Brent's, uh, some of the comments that he got on his videos, and now we, we wanna talk about Richard and some of the comments that he got on some of his videos. I'd like to point out that he has not printed out his uh, comments. <laughs> he hasn't. No, he hasn't printed out his comments. And <laughs> Got some flack from my son about that. Yeah, depending on where that. Look at that. The <laughs> digital uh, age, Dad. Um, uh, what we're hoping is as... Uh, so we're recording these kind of before we've even launched, um, just to give you some inside baseball here. Um, but as as we continue to grow and, and launch, and our Discord's already hopping um, with a bunch of early members there who have been asking some great questions. And in the, the theme of um, getting great questions, uh, we hope to do episodes like this ever so often where we just take a full episode to, to talk about some great things that y'all have brought up in our Discord um, that we think relates to Craft in America today. And so, Richard, just want to hand the mic back over to you and... Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe set the scene. Well, speaking of the Discord, we have a category question and answer. Totally. So if you want to have your question answered on the podcast, go there. We won't answer it there. If you want to ask us a specific question, we have other categories for that. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get them answered here, uh, that's the place to do it. So the video I chose to pull my questions and comments from was a video a couple of weeks ago when Brent and I walked through a historic Victorian mansion. And there's a lot of interesting things people had to say. It's not something you see every day. So it's kind of a mind-blowing uh, experience, especially for me going through those places. But this Victorian mansion is very ornate. Mm. So uh, 1890 yeah. kind of chateau-esque Queen Anne, high-style Victorian, um, tons of millwork, yes. tons of uh, different materials, carvings, all kinds of crazy stuff. So, uh, you know... I hate to play the apprentice here, but uh, please if you do. Were just to explain to someone what Victorian is, what would you, uh, in five words or less, say? Ornate. It is ornate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Over the top a little bit. Yeah. If you if you see a house that has uh, it's more than five. Words. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you see a house that has you know turrets and 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 carvings and and ornamentation and and brick brack and most likely it's a Victorian house. I didn't know a lot of those words, but I get what you mean. Yeah, um, they're, turrets like they're guns, busy, right? Uh, no, that makes sense. A bit busy, a lot of things going on at once. And from sense. what I understand, it's because machinery was able to do a lot more, so they kind of took yeah. it to turned it up to eleven. Yeah, on and, that. And so you know, the other <laughs> thank you. Yes, the other thing is that uh, you know, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, you know, Austin's obviously dropped in a picture of this house. And but, but so, you know, this is the audio format. You don't get to see that. But if you wanted to go to our YouTube page, you could see that. Um, yes, industrialization happens in the 1860s, 1870s, after the Civil War. 
um, and all these machineries, the same machines that we use in our shops today were being used in the 1880s, 1890s, so they can make anything. And turnings and carvings and all these things, duplicate carvers, they had back then. So you have a very ornate style of house. So cool. it's so a, there's yeah. kind of the background to to where these comments are coming from. But yeah. This, yeah. this first one is, sad thing is we are more equipped with modern tools and products and very seldom see anything like this anymore our forefathers our men with integrity never given the true credit they earned which i i think that's uh you know i think a lot of people do give the builders of the past credit mm -hmm. uh like i learned a lot of stuff from brent uh, about that whole Am I a builder from the past <laughs> <laughs> well uh no. 300 400 <laughs> no but like I, that's kind of my thought walking through some of these places yeah. you take me to is I'm like, wow, what this was done how many years ago and we don't have this today? Like, why, why I, do you think that I, is? I think, one, it's a great comment and it's something that does deserve discussion because um, I think there's a term for it. I can't remember what the term for it, but there, there's a, uh, there's a uh, hubris that we have with our technology, with our things, we think we're smarter than people from the past. And we think we know more because we have more information or we, or because of our technology. And so there's a, it's a false hubris that, that, that these people weren't smart. But when I look back it's at the Sturbridge village in, in Massachusetts is an historic museum village. They have a working sawmill. Okay. So they have a, a water thing comes down. They're moving gates over and these, uh, these sawmills that are using a water like tracked that these logs are moving through uh no i'm saying that they use the power of water to move oh, it like a sawmill to, to move a mill oh, right yeah, and, yeah. and this paddle wheel starts moving this this saw blade starts going up and down and every inch or so the 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 wood is moved into it incrementally and you look at that and you're like oh my gosh these guys figured out that yeah. no you know no power you know they had to make their own tools and they made a sawmill mm -hmm. right with water power and you're like oh wow or i look at my my i'm doing all this research for my book right now on historic millwork and i look at the drawings and the the stuff that was taking place that that these ordinary carpenters understood about the five orders of architecture and about proportions and scale and the math and the geometry dude it's it's a, a, you know it's amazing what these guys were doing so only because i've studied that stuff and only because i've sat there amazed at all that they knew and only because i've opened those books and, and sat there and looked at them and like i don't even know where to start um I don't have that, but it, it, I agree with that person's comment. If you don't understand what was going on or what they knew, um, you 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 forget, right? You forget, yeah. and it, it's it's a it's awesome what they knew. It's almost like they had a driving force, like super strong motivation to create beautiful things. Whereas, like today, I mean, there's always going to be outliers and exceptions, but I feel like. I think that's part of the reason we're all here doing this is because we feel like that has been kind of pushed to the back burner, you know, like that, that desire to create something beautiful. I feel like, I don't know, obviously, cause I wasn't there, but I feel like they had that more. Mm -hmm. The, um, I did a whole deep dive into the, uh, the Gothic churches and, 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 um, and, you know, those things took hundreds of years to build. Right. So I'm 57 
think about, you know, a guy could give his whole life oh, yeah. to not you know, seeing a final product, not seeing a final product, right? Yeah. Just, just building something up and right. Maybe he didn't even do the decorative things. Maybe he's just doing the masonry wall for, for his lifetime. Mm-hmm. And is, you know, right. And that like, is a it, it's crazy, crazy to, to, to think that these guys, the, the, the way they approached work, uh, was very different. The the comments that they'll make they'll, they'll make about these carvings, um, like the Parthenon, the very famous building in Greece and on the in Athens on the Acropolis, up on the hill. It's a very famous temple, um, and there was carvings in the pediment, and uh, those carvings are now at the British Museum. And if you look at them, the back side of the the heads and the stuff were carved. Okay, so nothing anybody would ever see mm-hmm. was carved and worked. And so you're like, you know, today, you know, I think, you know, if it's not going to be seen, you're not, no. you're not spending time out on of sight, it. Out of mind. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and, and if they were doing this thing, they find the same things with these. Uh, with the the Gothic temple, the Gothic churches, uh, is that carvings and things that no one would ever see were done, and so there there is a there is a attitude about work and an attitude about craftsmanship and an attitude about how you do these things that we forget. What is crazy, like uh, when you look at the Victorian era specifically, that's like when they started getting like moldings and prints in line, right? And they started like having like a, a mold that they would roll on and there, stuff. there was embossed moldings there were there was a heated you know stamp that basically you know pressed a, a shape into wood well it, it i don't know i feel like uh when we were in south carolina looking at those federalist houses versus the federal sorry federal houses versus the victorian houses uh it was almost it was so funny because it was like oh wow it's beautiful like cool victorian home whatever um, and I don't know what's like great and what's not. And I feel like you were like, yeah, no, it's rolled on. And I was like, oh, is that a bad thing? Like it looks ornate. It looks cool. And it was like, well, maybe it's not a bad thing necessarily, but just look at the federal houses where they hand did all of those same details and kind of speaks to that comment. Like we have all of these new tools and the easier that it gets, the less detail you oh, pay yeah. attention to And it. the less skill we have, right? Because but you no totally. longer have to do that. You, mm-hmm. you, you lose the skill, but you also lose the drive to want to do this. Because, you know, when you're, you know, let's say 50 years you spent working on the masonry in a, in a place, you're going to want it to be great. You're, you're dedicating your life to True. something It's great. your life's work. It's yeah. your life's work. And maybe it feels like, well, it's not the ornate pieces of the Gothic church. It's not the, you know, the cool parts. But, but the, it, the, you know, great point. And, and I think it goes to something we were talking about when we talked about the tools thing, the irony of tools, mm-hmm. that the, as tools get better, our craft, you know, diminishes. And that's a, that's a good example of that. It's, so, but it does cut down on time, <laughs> which is why we build the tools, you know, like that's... We're a microwave generation. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is the shame is none new are built today, regardless of money. They just can't be duplicated. We build mega mansions costing a couple million, but a far f- cry from an old mansion. And yet how many more are torn are torn down still today? I think what he's saying is like, if you wanted to recreate that Victorian mansion, is it possible? Like, like, is anyone going to go spend the time well, to I mean, build a mansion like that? Yeah, I mean, um, 
I mean, I, I think uh, that probably house, that the house we're referencing was probably built for $30,000 in, in the 1890s. Um, and if you copy that exactly, if you, if you, you know, got the sandstone, if you've got the, uh, you know, on the outside and the brick and, and you try to make it exactly like that, I mean, that house is a, let's say it's 6,000 square feet. I mean, it's a, you know, $10 million house, but it, 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 I think that house is very hard. And it's the reason why. I look at old windows and I say, you don't throw them out. It's the reason I look at, you know, anything old and, and, um, because they're the, built the, to last. Yeah. The, the amount of work it would take. I mean, on Austin's house, I did a video on, on, on their house and, and they have steel windows in there. Those windows are worth, you know, to buy them new are worth, you know, five to $15,000, depending on which manufacturer. And you would tear them out and put something vinyl in there. Like, <laughs> and so you're just like, it's like, and, but, Someone else might look at those windows and go, well, yeah, but they're kind of drafty and I would need something new in here. But we forget that, you know, what we're throwing out and the value of the things. Value. And so your 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 guy's comment is is absolutely true. The 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 quality of the materials, which we talked about before, the the amount of uh, uh work that went into it, um, you know, you we really shouldn't be tearing these houses down the way we are. Hmm. Um they're worth a lot. Are there plans for those houses still? Like, yeah. Like if someone said, "Hey, I, you know what? I'm gonna. I have money's no object. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna spend fifty million dollars." Yeah. yeah you, you. So what you would do is, is you is you wouldn't, um, or what the way I would do it is there are plan books from the 1890s, and I would find something like that. But you would require it would require someone like me or or an architect or someone who understands what those materials are to be able to properly specify them today. Because mm -hmm. the amount of information that's in those plans from the 1890s, I mean, there's like four pages, you know, eight pages. And so there's just not- Are you saying that's a lot or a little? That's very few okay. for, you know, if you're building a $10 million house today, yeah. you probably have a hundred sheets, right? And so, it, you know, they're, they're, you know, a production house today might have four sheets, right? And so, but you go back historically and, you know, even great houses, oftentimes we don't even have the plans for those anymore. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you'll see, you know, things almost drawn in a napkin. Now that speaks to the, to the ability of the craftsman yeah. at that time to look at that and go, yeah, I know what you want. Right. <laughs> and instead of, well, today you'd have to specify, you know, the material, the nailing patterns, the, you know, the wood quality, you'd have to specify all these knowns mm -hmm. that were, understood historically yeah. and but today because the separation between the architect and the builder there now has to be this specification book and plans to communicate those things where before they were communicated pretty effortlessly just because of a common knowledge common which knowledge. is totally crazy it's crazy this other one says this is peak carpentry in my opinion i learned my craft in new bedford massachusetts at one point the wealthiest city in the country Many wonderful examples of Victorian architecture there. This is really interesting. And this is the part I like about this comment. And you won't ever be able to unsee the brilliant craftsmanship. Mm. Because that that was like my sentiments exactly. When I started seeing these these houses, I'm like, I'd see these houses and I'm going back to like my, my old job and I'm like, wow, <laughs> this isn't <laughs> what? what that was, you know? And then it's, you start, <laughs> you're like, but there's always better now yeah. in your head. It's like, well, there's still that house, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, and it's not like really to knock the 
the houses I was in, but you just can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. Like you saw beauty and you're like, man, I want to, I want to push in that direction. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I just thought that one was yeah. interesting. I mean, there, there have been even times where, you know, I've had a really good food and I'm yeah. like, and I feel like I'm kind of poo-pooing on, like, there are really good tacos I had from a place here in town called Melly's Taqueria. So good. Um, but the, every taco I've had outside of that, <laughs> It's I, just you know, someone's same. like, oh, isn't this just the best taco you've ever had? We're yeah, at like right. Torchies. It's like, yeah, it's a good taco, but it's not the best taco I've yeah. ever had. The best taco I've ever had is street taco. You know, it's like, I don't know. But in your head, you're like, I don't want to poo-poo on everything exactly. now because yeah. it's because I've had better. There's, It's still good. It's still good. But it's not what you saw is, or what you tasted. There is way better out there. But I mean, but, you know, now you're feeling my pain, right? Th- oh, this, totally. This is why I look at, look at, all the work that we're doing today, and I just go, the opportunity, okay? And you've seen now the opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen full paneled walls and coffered ceilings and, and different materials, and you're seeing all this woodwork and the carving, and you're like, oh, wow, okay? And, and all of a sudden, your box expands, yeah. and, and you're like, okay, the, the, the opportunity for me as a craftsman, the opportunity for this profession as a builder has just expanded because if you've been in the world where you're doing track houses or you're doing, you know, you're installing stairs and, and pre kit the kits, stair kits that mm-hmm. you're installing. And then you go to a project like that where most everything's custom made. If you were going to reproduce it today, it, it raises the bar and you go, Oh, I could do this. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, this is why, you know, I, I, I talked to you, Richard, I, when I gave my talk in the Q can talk, Cucan, uh, uh brothers, I did a talk for the Cucan Expo this year. Um, and, I, and I'm saying to guys, I don't want us as craftsmen to be installers, okay? I, I don't want us to, well, tell me what you put in and I'll put those moldings in. I want us to, you know, hold the breadth of the opportunity that is available for millwork and craftsmanship and moldings and, and different things. I mean, my one message in that thing is, you know, throw away the two and a quarter inch molding mm-hmm. door casing that you're trying to use. It has to be bigger than that for us to express ourselves and for, you know, architecturally and everything else. And here's the background, here's the precedent. But um, when you look at the past, it, it you know, and you're just, you, we just went back to 1890, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and Thistle Hills, 1904. Let's go to, to, to winter tour and look at that stuff because nothing was machine made then. And then you'll look at stuff and go, Huh? Yeah, I'm know. scared to go there because I think it's just going to ruin me even more. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's like it, Brent Hall ruined me. <laughs> I can't just, see anything the same. <laughs> it just it just expands your world, right? Yeah. And 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 one of the other things I tell people is uh, if you want to improve as a craftsman, travel, mm-hmm. and that's why you travel. That's why you go look at things and go, uh, uh, you know, look at better architecture, look at other countries, look at things that are going on. It expands your mind. Become a journeyman. Go journey, man. Go journey, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the uh, the coffered ceilings. Uh, I don't a hundred percent know if this is right, but I'm assuming it's the ones like where you've got the cool pattern squares on the ceiling. That's right. Oh my gosh! Uh, if you're inside right now, look up, look at your ceiling, and uh, if you don't have coffered ceilings, no. I'm, uh, but <laughs> I mean, I in my in my like daily life, my ceilings are like plain plaster or you know she rock ceilings or 
uh, popcorn ceilings. And that's, that's the most design that I have like in my daily <laughs> like walk around life. When I first saw one of the houses you were building that had, uh, what are they called, coffered ceilings? Oh my gosh, it was so cool because there was a pattern expressed on the floor that was imitated on the ceiling that had, you know, references to it on the paneled walls. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm in like a box of beauty right now. You know, yeah. it was like, and man, no one does that anymore. And well, maybe they do. Well, I mean, we're just not in those houses. But where we were talking about the the craftsman who might spend his whole life building that wall. Yeah, he wants that wall to be you know, express who he is, right? Mm -hmm. And when you look at those old houses and you see the amount of, of work that went into them, um, it was somebody who went into that space, okay, how can we make this different? How mm -hmm. can we make this special? How can we organize it so when you stand in it, it we love it, mm -hmm. right? And so that's the kind of thought that went into those things. And when you get into production building, that's not thinking that mm -hmm. goes into it, right? Yeah, and- uh... Solving a different problem. And on the coffered ceiling thing, mm -hmm. a, a good way to remember coffered ceiling yeah. is it's there's sunken panels. Uh -huh. So it's it's based off the word coffin. Yeah. Like a sunken coffin. So that's how I remember it. I, I looked a it bunch up of little uh, vampire nice. bats up there. <laughs> um, the next one is why do Americans use the term Victorian? I think I know the answer to that, but. Is that not a term elsewhere? I'm assuming that was an EU. I, I think what they're saying with that is like, why are you using like the term from another country's like government royal, oh. royalty system? Like, yeah, it's Queen Victoria. It so was when she was in charge, right? It was Victorian era. Yeah. So I think the answer to that is because that's the era that it's from. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think I think it's a good question though, still because. There may be some people who don't get that. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you know uh, the Georgian period, right, which is early in America, that's after King George, okay? Um, the uh, Second Empire period is a Second Empire period from France. And so, uh, you know, there there are... Uh, there are there are naming things that have to do with more things than just us. It's just... And isn't it a lot of because uh, we in America copied... England for a lot of their thing or France well, or other countries. Certainly in the Georgian period, that's true. Most of our pattern books that we were building from were English pattern books. Um, not so much for Victorian? No, not by that time. Okay. Um, uh, there was some influence, but it wasn't as strong as it was in the Georgian period. But uh, yeah, no, that's... Um, I've, I actually had this... Someone else asked me that same thing um, on one of my one of my comments. And uh, so it must be confusing. Yeah, I um, think what they're thinking is like, why are you using that term when you're in America? It's not, it's not Victorian because it's in America. But I think what they might be missing though is that the style came from that. Well, and if you think about what Queen Victoria did, did and if you've ever been to England, there's the Victorian Albert Museum. And so the uh, they were... Um, renaissance-esque people that were uh um uh improving the you know technology of the land and 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 you know uh the crystal palace uh which which was a engineering feat where they made basically a steel and glass building uh, in in the mid to late 1800s that mm -hmm. was a uh industrial marvel okay so the victorians were uh at the time considered um, you know, uh, progressive and very, you know, uh, <laughs> forward thinking. So yeah. 
some of that, um, we don't think of that today, right? We don't think of, you know, Victorian era, certainly one in the past as being progressive, but uh, it would have been. And so, um, you know, the other thing is, I'd be curious to know, as we take into this weird question, is when, you know, when did it start to become the Victorian period? We call it the Victorian period today, but when they were building it, I don't think they called it Victorian. It was probably the modern era. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was just doing that, when I was doing that talk on modernism, you know, the international style, okay, which was was labeled after a uh, international movement and a and a uh, a book and and a and a and an art exhibit um, at the Museum of Modern Art in in uh, New York in 18, 1932, started calling it the international style, and there was there was architects like that's not what it's called, <laughs> you know, why are you calling it that? And so, in, anyway, that whole naming thing of when styles become named. Well, because I've always yeah. thought about that with like modern architecture. Whenever someone's like, "Oh, it's a modern style house," I've always wondered if, like, in ten years, it's going to be called "Oh, plain style" or like "glass style." Or I something. I've heard the yeah. word "contemporary" being used. Like, it, oh, this okay. is contemporary architecture, and so it's it's kind of this thing. But um, which which kind of insinuates currently, right now, correct? Like, right versus modern. Do you think in in when uh, mid-century modern was becoming a thing, they called it mid-century modern? No, I, th I think they looked back at it and go, yeah. when did that happen? Oh, it was mid-century, right? It was in the middle of the, the middle of the 1950s, and so they call it, you know, and it was modernism, so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Pretty sure to call something a mansion, it should be at least larger than a middle-class house. My house is 8,000 square foot, and I'm reluctant to call it a mansion far too many houses that are 20 to 100,000 square foot. So I looked up what mansion is. Oh, nice. And it's a large, impressive house. <laughs> That's it. There's, so, no, there's not a square footage denomination? No. It, and it's, I mean, I guess that's an opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think. Well, I live in a small mansion. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you don't think a duplex can be considered a mansion? Um, well, I, I uh, actually, my wife and I were kind of talking about it because I was calling the video a mansion or the house a mansion when I was titling this video. And I was like, is this a mansion? She's like, yeah, that's a mansion. I'm like, I feel like it would be bigger. Then I looked it up and then I saw this question too. And I had the same question. And it's a large, impressive house. So yeah. we kind of talked about it. And she was like, yeah, it's a large, impressive house. I'm like, I agree. It is a mansion. So yeah. to, to your guy's comment, if he has an 8,000 square foot house, you know, when does a house become large and impressive? <laughs> yeah. right? Well, you got to go off the average. <laughs> and so you pull out the old Google machine. Well, the, the average, average size house is, is like 2,300 two, square feet. Yeah, 2, so 8,000 is a big house. Oh, yeah. And so, you know... It, is it I impressive? Think, <laughs> I, I think you're getting, well, it, it, yeah, it's going to be large. Um, I think you're getting into mansion territory when you got an 8,000 square foot house, mm -hmm. right? I mean, uh, well, yeah. and I, I think they're also, and I'm not trying to call out our friend here, but um, I, I do think there might be an element of like embarrassment around the term mansion. Like, I mean, there, like there's pretension. There, yeah, it could be considered pretentious or, could, you know, you don't want to be the guy saying, well, I have a mansion, you know, you don't want to be that. <laughs> person yeah. Yeah, but totally. at the same time um some people might you know if if we're getting down to the nitty-gritty technicality of it well yeah some people might want to be that no offense if that's you uh i mean yeah you know you you if you have a house and you're proud of it and you you want to think 
I mean, from that perspective, it could be easy to, you know, call something a mansion. But if you're like, you know, a, a modest guy, you may not want to. We did. We've done some big houses. Um, mansions. Well, and, and, and I wouldn't consider any of the mansions. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But it, they're, it they're definitely over the 25 But they're large and impressive, foot. though, right? Large, maybe. They're large. Um, I, I, I don't know if you drive up to them and go, that's impressive. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Uh, but it's a big, they're big houses. And and typically, I'm th- the two I'm thinking of. Yeah, I guess impressive is the word we'd need to define. Yeah. Because they're impressive. An impression, I in, think, in my the... point from a craftsman's point of view, but I don't think they're like going to make people's jaw drop. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, there, so there's something to be said about like uh, when you look at a house and find it impressive. Like there are a lot of the houses in, uh, I know I've referenced this trip a couple of times, but it's fresh on the mind. Uh, the South Carolina trip, uh, there were so many houses that I was like, oh my gosh, that's such an impressive house, beautiful house, outside, inside. And uh, there are some uh, houses that I think you've worked on um, where I don't have that impression on the outside and I get into the house and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. But some of the exteriors um, have not made me go, oh my gosh. Um, but some do. Some are like, holy cow, that one's awesome. Um, anyway. It's funny how two people can look at the same house mm-hmm. and someone can be like, oh my gosh, it's yeah impressive and someone else could be like oh my gosh it's a big mansion and typically (laughs) they're houses that you have redone or houses that maybe you didn't do the exterior of because i'm thinking of one of the houses you built ground up and i'm like that's one of my favorite houses you built ever um it's a spec home i don't know if you remember that one Hmm. that's Uh, one of my faves yeah yeah um anyway i think if you got an eight thousand square foot house uh that you've got a bit you've got a you're getting close to a mansion the McMansion does that come from like McMuffin? Yeah, Mc, Mc, it's, it's like brittle. a McDonald's. Yeah, thing, it's, right? it's basically your your. So many of those houses have been built that they're they start to look like each other. Yeah, and so it, it's no longer just a McMan a mansion. It's a McMansion, right? That the, they're all the same now. You go to some of these neighborhoods and some of these uh, golf resorts or something like that, oh, and you, yeah. you see you know one after the other. You know that are all you know eight to fifteen thousand square feet. You know, they can tend to be a little bit McMansion-y. Next one, amazing house. The capital on the first fireplace is actually composite capital, not ionic. So that was me. I said ionic Mm because I'm still learning this stuff. Mm -hmm. Composite combines a scroll of an ionic with the acanthus leaves as a Corinthian capital. So I brought this one up because this guy is correcting me. And and I I like that Mm -hmm. because... Sometimes I'll say the wrong thing. Yeah. I, I don't know everything. I'm just figuring this stuff out. But it's cool to see that there are other people out there yeah. who know it, care about it, and are willing to like say, "Hey, you know, that's totally. actually not right." So, um, yeah, it's it's going down this road of learning all these things, being completely new. It can be a bit daunting, yeah. like what you said. You go to that look at those houses you don't know what you're looking at like i'm Mm kind of right there with you like i'm still new to all this but i do know once once something is well done yeah so it's it's a fun journey to kind of go down yeah and and i mean just uh this is the first thing my dad ever taught me the uh orders of columns right um (laughs) like double checking uh but no it's uh to just explain it all there's doric which is like the most simple of them all it's just kind of like column and then like a little capital on it 
And then there is Ionic, which is typically emblematic by the scrolls, like the two mm-hmm. sides. And then Corinthian, which is like the most ornate ones. And so those are that's what the yeah. guy's referencing is the those orders for all uh, the what he's describing is the composite, which is the combination anyway. of the Ionic and the Corinthian. Oh, okay. And so um there's historically there was three in the Greek and Roman era. There was <laughs> like you said, uh, Doric, Ionic, and Corinthian. And then in the Renaissance, when they started looking back at all the architecture of Greece and Rome and everything, they came up with five orders. And so you have Tuscan, which is very rustic and rural, uh, rural Doric, same. It's kind of the Greek version of the, of the Roman. Um, and then so they're combining Greek and Rome, so you end up with five orders. So originally there was three. The Renaissance, the 1500s, they came up with five orders of architecture. So, Next one says, talk about feeling like you're a decent carpenter, and then you see the work they used to do. I feel like a bad knockoff. <laughs> I brought that <laughs> you guys one know up. that one? Yeah, I, I, this guy's saying that, and I'm like, I've, that's, I've, I've felt that yeah. same way. Like, I've heard you say that. Yeah, like, similar, I know. I mean, it's like, did you write that? Or No, no. That, it's, I mean, that's cool. It's cool that it's resonating with people. Totally. You know, because I think a lot of us understand stand there is a higher calling mm-hmm. in what we do we're not just trying to make a living yeah you know, we want to create something beautiful so yeah totally. I, I think and he's talking about it as far as being a carpenter which re- de- relates directly to me but from a builder perspective i mean you've you probably had that sentiment at one point in your career right like you felt like hey i'm i'm good and then you see something else and you're like whoa there's a long way to go Do you remember when the flip switched switch flipped yeah, I mean, I I still look at, um, I mean, I'm I'm still trying to grow as a builder, right? I'm still trying to grow as a, uh, I'm trying to to serve our customers in a more professional way. I'm trying to build a house so that, you know, um, the the building process is easier. There's still things that I'm working on as a builder that I'm not good at yet, and and I'll see there. <laughs> I sent it to all my, my, my project managers, but there's a house, uh, Winchester Construction, which is a construction company in Maryland. Um, very impressive, very good company. They do, um, you know, I, I would consider them a very complimentary company to us. But their, their uh, uh, workout, their uh, mechanical rooms in their houses are <laughs> uh, off the church. Really? Um, it is, it is, uh, you know, they're, I think they'd say it chats, but <laughs> Maryland. Oh, I thought you said Massachusetts. No, uh, the uh, he. So, I mean, the the floors have an epoxy coating on the floors. The uh, the every every pipe that comes into there. So the mechanical room, the electrical panels are there, the security panels are there, the plumbing panels are there, the HVAC. Everything is in the same room. Every pipe that comes in is labeled. This is what this is. This is where this is going. This is what this does. Here's the shutoff. It was, and then they have this 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 uh, compartment with all the plans and paint colors and all these different things. I mean, it's one of those things you're like, damn. And so <laughs> that is it. That is a great so user experience. I, I, That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. I, I literally was taking pictures of this mechanical room, going, "Okay, boys, you know, time to raise our game. <laughs> time here. to become men." Yeah, you feel like a bad knockoff, like this yeah, guy said. Yeah, yeah, totally right. And so there's always things that we're trying to learn and trying to grow and trying to get better at that you see and you go, "Okay." Um, so you're saying in your next house we can expect? Uh, oh, we're already starting to implement it. Oh wow. Yeah, no, we're 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 trying to raise our game. That's awesome. Yeah, it's the worst. Like as a contractor, when I need to like 
shut like a some outlets off and yeah. i'm like calling john i'm like all right because did that one do it and yeah you know we don't know and it's like everything i mean i think up, every you know? homeowner has been the, the house that we run our business out of is like exact same way yeah <laughs> i've worked there for five years i still don't know all of the things and yeah. we got them labeled and, and when we it's got... organized and when it's put together that way <clears throat> you're like okay this is the way it should be makes built. sense yeah and, it's, and, and then when you see you know carpentry or something to that level you're it's like the same this is the way yeah. we should be doing it this is the way I got a couple short ones here Sweet. before we wrap up. I yeah. seriously thought you said passion for crap. And then after I saw the title on the screen, I was like, oh, crap. So that's my fault. I need to, you know, enunciate. We all can enunciate better. I, I've, I've, I've said that to people and they they thought I said that too. That's funny. Yeah. We need to enunciate. Craft. Yeah. I'm about to binge watch Brent's Holes channel. I'm so excited. There you go, Brent. Yeah, nice. Got a new follower. Nice. <laughs> That's one. That's one. <laughs> you know, I'll end it on this one. Uh, this guy says, now I hate my house. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> I love the periods. Now I hate my house, period. Just, Thanks. Yeah. Period. Uh, that's yeah, funny. so, I mean, don't feel discouraged. I mean, when we go tour these places, we're, we're not trying to pass that feeling along. Yeah. We're trying to, like, raise the bar, not only for ourselves, but also for you guys you know like yeah. there's a higher calling and um we just take for me i just take baby steps mm -hmm. i know it's not going to happen overnight um but yeah don't hate your house <laughs> well it, i i think something cool about that is um you know i i'm sitting here and I'm, like we're talking about our mission statement a lot about you know what our goal is in this podcast and it really is to like hopefully um i always say save building in america um but that, that's going to take time and that's going to mm -hmm. take uh, a long time. And when production building started, I mean, as early as the 40s into the 60s and on, I'm like looking to make sure. Uh, but, but when that, well that kind of stuff happens, uh, you know, you, it's going to take time to fix that. That's a lot of houses that have been built in that time. And not to say we have to go tear down all of those in one day, but I think that's our mentality but we talked about doors in the last episode. I mean, if you're, you know, you're paying off your house and you're, you're hating it because you've seen something cool out there. I don't think it's a cause to go, all right, I need to sell it and go buy a historic home. But if you are buying a house, go buy a historic home. Um, mm. But you, go spend money on a, on a cool door, right? Go, go find something. Oh, absolutely. Where, you know, and, and increment by increment, you know, your windows go out, do it right. When you, when you have to replace them. I don't know. That's my sentiment when i hear something like that and i think the same thing but that's how it's going to be changed right is it's not going to happen and, overnight totally and we're we're uh i mean hopefully there's joy okay in in learning and growing yeah. right and and it it can be discouraging the first time you realize like i hate this watch okay it is it is it is <laughs> i make fun of like floors that are a picture of wood uh -huh. on plastic this is a picture of a watch, right? Awesome. We'll so get a it's not a, it's not a watch. It, it's it's a picture of a watch. It's a digital image of it, a watch. It drives me nuts. And so, but I can't afford a good watch. And so I I am uh waiting, right? And 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 I'm learning about watches in the meantime, kind of trying to figure it out. And so there there is a expectation like you were saying that that hey i can uh, my next house i'm going to have this yeah and my next house i can't wait to do this kind of thing that's okay yeah you know it's just because yeah. you can't accomplish that right now doesn't yeah. mean you know you should hate your house right it's yeah. just yeah you know something to move towards and, and i mean there's that there's that sentiment and i might be 
getting the author wrong, but Henry David Thoreau, I think, talks about how the journey itself is the the fun part, right? The love the process. Love the process. Yeah. It, it is a cool process. It's a cool opportunity to to learn, to grow. Well, it speaks to the fact that our craft is a you know, lifetime pursuit. It is not something that you master overnight. You know, you can't go take a class at Home Depot and become a master. Yeah. And so it's a, uh, um, it's, this it's is a, a life, life journey. Lifelong yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, I like that you're still wearing a watch that you hate because, <laughs> because I've lived in houses that I've hated yeah. and yeah. you don't just burn them down. Yeah. You know, you work with what you've got. It's totally. functional, right? Yeah. 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 Serves a purpose. It's great. Um, well, uh, super awesome. I think those are great questions. Again, like Good we stuff. said, please uh, post your question to the Discord. And um, just because we have a question and answer section that you can post questions in doesn't mean you can't answer it. We would love to see um, our community come together and, and answer questions that are already out there. Uh, y'all are craftsmen in and of yourselves, uh, despite me being an apprentice. I'm sure I can speak to some things. Um, anyway, so... Uh, please continue to post those in our Discord. We, we'd love to see you. Um, and that's access to any level of our patrons on patreon.com slash passionforcraft. Um, now, moving forward, I've got one question. This is our Christmas episode. So um, Merry Christmas to all you out there. Christmas is uh, in two days, um, or it was a while ago, if you're listening to this on YouTube and not through Patreon. And so um, <clears throat> I've got two fun things. One is a... Is a uh, a critique that I would like from you guys. Um, I have built a house. Um, I've built a gingerbread <laughs> house. Uh, and so uh, Austin's going to fly it in right here. Thanks so much, Austin. Right, now, this is my uh, gingerbread log cabin. Apologize for my dog hair. Um, but how? what do you guys think? I would love a critique. I'd love uh, any of your thoughts here. Um are those so, Ludoichi roof tiles? They are, yeah. Um, Shaped as chiclets. It's chicle. Um, so what are your thoughts? Pretty great craftsmanship, huh? Yeah, I'd, I'd eat it if it wasn't for the dog hair all over it. Oh, yeah? The, Might be hot glue. Yeah, I'm not sure that you've got... Uh, okay, the proportions are okay, okay. Okay. You've got a two-to-one relationship of... of width to height okay. which is not bad the windows are too small proportionally the uh function wise i cut up piece of gum, I, so. I don't know if we're going to get much function out of that okay well that's the best um, I can gingerbread do. are typically small gingerbread <laughs> men are typically small but i don't know if they're that small i don't know if are these trees uh, they're shrubs they're shrubs yeah it, it was an interesting landscaping design i agree but what is this it's a chimney it might not pass inspection. It's kind of leaning <laughs> over a little bit. Well, it, we used it? nuts to construct it, so I don't know if it's uh, it's no. as up to code as bricks. But well, anyway, I just I wanted to I wanted to feature this. Thanks uh, for have sharing, you guys Jackson. To enjoy um, my gingerbread log cabin. Let's hope you improve your craft <laughs> yeah. over the well, time of this one, show. One building at a time. This is just part of my resume. So I, I thought I'd. Uh, I put that down. Um, the second Christmas themed thing that I thought would be good uh, for us to do is um, I, I think it's important that we talk about what is on your craft naughty list or your builder's naughty list. So this could be um, anything that you see as a, a huge no-no, um, something that if a builder did this thing, they would be put on your naughty list. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Brent's how much time you got no <laughs> no um 
So I, I'm kind of, a, well, I'm really against anything peel and stick. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I are looking for marble tiles for our, our living room right now. And she's like, you know, showing me all these things. She knows I'm not going to go for peel and stick, but we're seeing them pop up in the feeds. What is, what is, what is peel and stick? Peel what? and stick tile. Like you just peel off the back of it and stick it on the floor. So there's no mastic. No. And then, and then how do you grout it? Do you grout it? No, it's, it's, it's linoleum. You just stick oh, it. Oh, oh, but oh, oh. another thing I was going to bring up is they now have peel and stick backsplashes and that are real tile. I, real tile? Real tile. And you know, no. I thought mortar. you were talking about the plastic ones because I've no. seen those. Like where they. So that's, those are on my naughty list. I yeah. don't care if it's real tile. I think, I mean, I've read reviews on this stuff. People are saying it falls off. Like yeah. the installation is not good. It's easy. It's, you know, you know, heat and eat type stuff, <laughs> but it's just, uh, it's not, it's not going to last long. Mm-hmm. Another thing. Um, yeah. Anything peel and stick. I don't like, I did a whole video on peel and stick crown molding. Nice. And one of the comments was that the guy was taking a, a shower with the peel and stick molding up there and the, the, heat, <laughs> the heat, the moisture just, it all fell down. on <laughs> Just like, so it's crazy. Shower, your, your crown molding's falling off. Another thing I'll call out, um, some carpenters on is, when you get these doors from like the door plants, they come with like a higher reveal mm-hmm. on the jam. So the jam is longer than the door and then you cut it to fit. Depending on whether you have carpet or a yes. rug or yeah. hardwood or whatever. Sense. And to cut one side lower to level it. Yeah. A lot of guys will just pop these things in and the door, the air gap under the door is like an inch and a half. It looks bad. That's on my naughty list. Because um, it it makes the door look like a bathroom stall, essentially, because it's yes. so far up the... Yeah. 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 It's It just looks so wrong. There's yeah. a huge gap under there. It doesn't look like a tight, sealed right, door. Right, right. Um, and, that, and that's just ignorance and laziness, right? I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's either they don't know that they're supposed to cut them off or they're lazy and they're not cutting them off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Let's Do you see. have some? Let's, you have some craftiness? Um, uh, that you would put on your naughty list? I, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, how long do we have? Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, I, I think if I was going to sum up what the naughty list is, is it is practicing traditional, um, you know, details with the peel and stick type products. I hate the uh, traditional details that are just dropped on. I have a, one of my talks and presentations, and I talk about these stickers that people, I need a traditional house. And they're, they're, the pediment or a column or, you know, a keystone over a window that are just, they're not functional. They're just, they're a decoration. Okay. So. Another, just a fun thing I want to shout out is uh, in our discord, we have uh, a section called the death of craft. And and so we would love you guys to join with us in that, to, to post some things that yeah. you find that's just, uh, you know, just hilarious. Building sins. Building maybe. Sins. Yeah. Do, do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What um, about you? Well, uh, for me, my uh, building naughty list, I would say, is window proportions. Uh, you got to make no. Um, well, I, I, on a real note, like these? Um, I, I truly, I, I don't know a ton um, about what is right and what is wrong, but I am learning, and, and yeah. I'm learning a lot of uh, new things, and um, I, I do feel like from watching both of your guys' videos, I, I've started to understand just a little bit more about stuff, and um, one thing that that uh, really is something that I notice as soon as it was pointed out to me, I notice it uh, is shutters. And uh, you have a video on shutters where um, you can look around for it too. But the the way that you can always tell if the shutters are good or not is if you would close them 
if they would actually cover both of the windows. And a lot of times, uh, the most often what I see is they're too thin. Mm -hmm. And so if you close them, there'd be a giant gap yep. in the middle. But the other big no-no is they're like a foot and a half away from the window. <laughs> And so they're like stuck on yeah, I mean, the that's, house. Yeah, that's I mean, the that's sticker. What you're talking about. Yeah, it's the sticker. Yeah. And it seems like stickers are just bad in general. Oh, Stick yeah. and peel. In building. You know, if you yeah, want but, it to and, last a long time, don't rely well, on a sticker. It, and I don't know. I just, I think that's something that you really see and you're like, I get why you put it there, but it is silly. Um, the other one that I think I've learned from you guys um, is the the modular, what is it called? The the thing where they take all those strips of wood and they nail them into the wall in geometric patterns. Oh yeah, the accent walls. The accent walls. Uh, that like was going to be, I was going to do the comments for that one. Oh yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and for those, uh, you know, there's something like the engineer in me, I love like a satisfying geometric pattern on a wall. But um, the more I see, like we were talking about the, the coffered ceilings. Oh my gosh, those are geometric patterns and they are beautiful and they work with one another. And, you know, in thinking about like those accent walls versus the coffered ceilings, even, I don't know if coffered walls are a thing, but I guess panel Paneled. walls. Those panel mm -hmm. walls. So, those are awesome. Yeah. And they look so much cooler than uh, anything else. Um, so, the accent wall, I, I'd rather a plain wall than an accent wall. What was the wall. tacos you were talking about? They were so good. Melly's Taqueria. Uh, so the Melly's, does it. Yeah. the Melly's is the paneled wall and the mm -hmm. Torchies is the accent wall. Yeah. And the, I like uh, Torchies. Don't get me wrong. The, the, their case is great. It's interesting. The accent wall is, I think, a, P, uh, a Pinterest slash HGTV phenomenon. Totally. Uh -huh. And it and it's it's a creative, right? Mm -hmm. Someone who's very creative and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, no. But they come up with they come up with these ideas and it takes off, mm -hmm. kind of lives a life of its own, but it's, it's a little haphazard. Yeah. Yeah. And- I've seen them done really well. Sure. Uh, like I've seen a really good accent and, and wall. And there are spaces that need an accent wall, mm -hmm. right? There are the boring spaces that oh, yeah. might, you might need to draw attention to. But um, yeah. So I want to wrap up some closing thoughts uh, from you guys on the episode as a whole. Any any final uh, things? I think don't hate your house, that, that one. Uh, as you go through this journey with us, you know, just realize I'm right there with you going through it too. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like I'm some master craftsman or something, totally. you know, and we're all kind of in this together. Yeah. And from what it sounds like you are too, like it's fun to hear we're you always say, learning. we're always learning. We're still building. I'm still feel like there are things I don't know, um, even as a master builder here. So yep. that's a great, that's a great yeah. encouragement. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. What Me about too. you? Yeah. Feel no, good there? I love that. Yeah. Well, sweet. Uh, th thanks for watching guys. Hey, have a merry, merry Christmas. Uh, we hope your holidays are awesome. Spend time with family, friends, loved ones. Uh, and uh, yeah, remember the reason for the season. So have a good one.